We are in the land of the takes. Everybody's got their take today. Whatever you think of the Queen, the Queen is a Queen and everybody's got their takes on that. And I'm not here to add to that. <laughs> not at all. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's it's something I've noticed. And, I, you know, some of the company I keep is sort of, it's it's two things, really. Part of it is they are the type of people who have takes. And they are also the type of people who don't necessarily have a stellar opinion of the Queen. And what, you know, she stood for. Or, you know, the monarchy in general and all that stuff. And there's... Fine. That's not what we're in for. That's not what we're here for today. But I think what you have to do, if if you're if you're like me, and, like, part of this is just, a, I, think, I think, a brain chemistry thing of, like, yeah, no, I get it. That's what we're doing now. I, I've already got the joke. It's all just iterations on the same joke now. You know what I mean? It's like... When when you see a meme get passed around a social network and then new people propagate it, I sort of I, I don't do it anymore. But I used to I used to just pop up like, "Yep, yeah, we've all seen that video now." Like I, I wouldn't reply to a specific person. I would just like tweet out, "Yep, yeah, it's okay. We've all seen that video now. D- done. We've all seen it. You don't need to be the the next person with the original idea of posting this video." I know that's not how it works, but you know, it's just one of those things. But yeah, I think there's there there is um for me it's like yeah when the novelty's not there, it's and and also there's there's you know there's a there's a glee there that, which which is a little bit gruesome in you know <sighs> let's also look at this look at this compassionately you know it's like if I'm to be honest with you the death of Her Majesty the Queen did not invoke in me any emotional response but i sort of have i think a i don't know if this is a thing but like a second hand compassion or like a compassion compassion once removed for people who do have you know for people who who do care um and I sort of feel a little bit of somberness on their behalf. Which is, I think, what happens if, you know, if I am a deeply empathetic person, uh, and I don't mean that as some kind of, that's not like a humble brag. It's, it's you know, it's a, it's a uh, if it is a blessing, it also definitely has its curses. Um, but I think that's probably what, what that is. It's sort of having having that sense, and I, you know, certainly didn't always have that. Because you know, I talked yesterday about uh, the the death of Princess Diana and waking up to that in early morning. Uh, I was at a friend's house, and and my mum called, and I made, and you know, and 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 this is the interesting thing about different households, right, and how different people approach it. Because our house, so the the the, the friend's house I was in, I don't think you know there were there were quite. They were pretty middle class when we, at the time, were pretty working class. Uh, although, uh, uh, what's the word? Not elevating. That's not the word I want. As- not even aspiring. But move, move, moving up the chain, let's say. Mostly just through the conservative values of, of hard work and saving. Very, you know, 
very very conservative, but also very sensible. Um, when that's you know when those are options to you, and when you are when you are in in work that allows that kind of advancement or that you know, which is not for everyone. Um, but yeah, it's I I, I they, they were sort of fairly well off. At a lovely big house with a four-acre garden. So they were, you know, upper middle class, I'd say. Four-acre garden. It was, I mean, it wasn't a garden. <laughs> you know what I mean? When it's four acres, what is that? It's a field. But it was it was all sorts. Um, and you could, you could properly get lost in that. And a big treehouse. And I think the first time I'd slept in a treehouse, and I remember sleeping in the treehouse. And it happened. I think, what, what was this? Ninety six, I want to say. I think it was ninety six. And we woke up basically to the news. I think to to my friend's mum sort of announcing it and kind of making making a joke, uh, playing off names and stuff. Um, and so that's sort of the energy that I took with me. And then you know. Shortly afterwards, my mum rang and I sort of made the same joke down the phone and she she, she was not happy with that. Um, you know, disrespectful or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, right. That's And it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, it's the same event, but how... And there's, you know, there was, there was no sort of malice, but it's just how different people... Eh. Uh, it's, always, it's always stuck with me, that particular exchange. Uh, I don't remember the words, but I think you know probably what is common for for someone who who feels things is remembering the feelings, um, and uh, yeah, and so that w- it was it was an interesting weird day. I have I haven't turned on any like uh, I guess terrestrial television um, uh, today. I, I had a little look at the news this morning, but not yeah, that was just on the phone. Like there's reports of. Um, Certain TV, I don't know if this is true across the board, but certain TV stations not having ads at the moment. Um, and instead just showing the station logo because obviously, you know, their they're timing, they've still got to stick to the timings of, of, you know, programs and schedules. I can't imagine it's it's that easy to change that stuff. Uh, and, you know, there's there's listings that have gone out with when the times of programs are. So, you know, that if they're... Like UK TV, who are this station that the the network of, of of stations that basically, I think they were partly funded, maybe through license some license fee money, um, and a few other things. But they're a commercial outfit, and they used to just exist. I think they just had the one station to begin with, which was called UK Gold, and they they just existed to play old TV shows. So one of their first things that they did, I believe, was play Coronation Street from the beginning. Coronation Street, to those who, if you don't know, is a is the longest running TV soap in the UK. Um, the longest running soap is a radio drama called The Archers, I believe. Um, and and it's now three, well, technically something like five times a week, but it's like. A couple of days a week, they do two episodes. They really crank them out. It's a lot of work. It's it's um, it, it's actually amazing when you think about it. The amount of work, and you know, they're they're, I guess, cheap to make, and it's all just in the writing, and they're half an hour each episode. Well, I guess twenty, 
six minutes, twenty, well, somewhere between 24, 26 minutes probably. Um, but the fact that they write and shoot those and there's like, yeah, like it's something like five a week, although spread out, you know, and you two to one day and, you know, whatever. It's quite a remarkable thing. And and you know even through COVID they they kept it up. They were doing kissing scenes. Apparently, like they're just just awkward and weird. I I don't watch it. The problem is I quite I quite enjoyed Coronation Street, and I used to watch it with my mum for want of something else to do when I was, uh, you know, old enough that I probably should have been doing something more interesting. But I was watching Coronation Street with my mum, uh, and and at the time was never really into it but certainly knew all the characters and that's the thing like you know these characters they they stay in the show you know most of the time and so there's still all these characters that i that i know uh and there's some that i, I you know i do quite like and i've grown up with some of them you know there was one that uh called tyrone who i used to get compared to looks wise in fact is i've expanded and he's contracted now or stayed the same and so i'm now much um, you know a, a large gentleman than he is um but yeah, that you know, grew up with 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 these with these people, um, and so I don't watch it because if I got into it, I would watch it all the time. I genuinely would, I think, uh, and that's a lot of TV. There's a part of me like, and I, actually, this is interesting. I'm I'm now reevaluating that statement because it's still true, right? Definitely, like, and and that's you know, my mum, my mum has sort of said it, you know, often when I'm if I'm round round the parents' house and Coronation Street is on, I'll sort of give it half an ear, and and I do find myself kind of enjoying it because the characters are really colourful, and you know, I watched the Christmas special; that's the last one I definitely remember watching. Um, and there's there's you know, they have fun with with the writing and it's not all deadly serious and but they have their drama moments and they've done some reasonably harder hitting stuff there used to be a drama uh, it used to be a soap here in the uk called brookside which i really liked as a kid i was gen like that was the soap that i watched and and it, it got it got you know it finished um and the guy who created it went on to create Hollyoaks, which I think might now have outlived it in terms of it's one of those things. I always struggle with this phrase, like the gap between the time between the start of Brookside and the end of Brookside is now longer than the gap between the start of Hollyoaks and the end of Hollyoaks, something like that. You know what I mean? Like I think Hollyoaks has been going longer than Brookside has, which is a very great shame to me because Brookside, I really dug um, and it was very cheap and it was very wobbly sets, uh, and some of the characters had very wobbly heads, uh, and they were in. It was in Liverpool, and it was all like everyone's. You know, there was there was the there was the druggie. There was the guy who got like at, shortly after the uh, Hugh Grant incident, which you might remember from the nineties, in which he was involved with a call girl. They did a storyline with like a sort of you know one of the the popular businessmen. Uh, I think of of the of of the close. Of you know the little Brookside Close was what it was, this little street, um, and and he he got embroiled in a thing, uh, and so you know they did that. There was a famous thing, a famous um, storyline of some one of the Jordashes. I can't remember one of the, the the someone being being killed and buried under a patio, 
Now that was bef- a little before my time, before I started really getting into it. Um, but I did, yeah, genuinely, I like, uh, I was, I was into it. Um, I was, I was invested. Um, and then they took it away. But Coronation Street is, you know, is lighter. And then you've got EastEnders, which possibly more people might have heard of outside of the UK. Um, which it's so strange. So the two theme tunes for these two shows are very different, and the shows are very different. EastEnders is very... If, if we were just to do it in colour palettes, which I think you probably could, if you did one of those things where you got all the, the-, all the-, all the frames and you looked at them and averaged out the colours, I think you would find EastEnders is very blue and cold colours, and Coronation Street is very warm, sort of orangey-brown colours, uh, and the theme tunes kind of reflect that, except the EastEnders theme is weirdly jolly, whilst the Coronation Street is kind of maudlin, and not maudlin, but like, it's a bit of a dirge. It's a bit... But I think it's one of those where if you're into the show, it's, it's, a, it's a great comfort. You hear that trumpet and then you're in. Whereas EastEnders is like, la, 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 la. And it's, it's the dreariest show. It's 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 really dreary and everybody's miserable and everybody's cockney and ugh. Um, uh, but yeah, um, but Coronation Street. I I so to sort of reevaluate that that statement. I think yeah, like it's interesting that need I don't know knee jerk, but maybe a sort of knee jerk um, reaction. To or an e-jerk aversion from giving your you know allowing yourself half an hour of pleasure a day. Let's just say it's you know it's daily. Um, what's the problem then in allowing yourself that time? You know what I mean. Especially as I'm often in search of uh, a little bit of telly to watch while I have my tea, you know, while I, I you know, I, I go and I cook and um, I want to sit down and, and it's the, it's the perfect thing actually to watch, especially if there are, like I was thinking five episodes, it may, maybe they've, they've cooled it off a bit and maybe it's only four now, but either way um, I can get my TV to record them and, uh, and just, and just play, play an episode of, of Coronation Street a day. And have and have my and have my meal, and then get back to the things that I need to do. Whereas at the moment, I'm watching Lucifer, and I'm on the last few episodes. There's not that many more to go, and they've since they moved to Netflix. Uh, unless I'm very much mistaken, they are filling the 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 45 minute hour slot with actual content. So they used to be, you know, 45 minutes. It's probably a bit ambitious, isn't it? It's probably it's probably more like 40. Um, but now they are a full hour because they got no commercials. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, I've I'd noticed that. I'm like, oh, I am starting things a bit later now. And it's because I sit down and watch Lucifer while I have my food. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm going to come to an end with that soon. But it's interesting, this this idea, this automatic aversion from, you know, like, I mustn't get into it because if I did, I'd, in, you know, like, I'd enjoy it. And I can't allow myself to enjoy a thing every day. You know, there's 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 something in there, I think, that's a little bit like, yeah, why not, though? 
I mean, why not? Hmm. So I might I might reevaluate my uh, my earlier statement and and, uh, and maybe uh, maybe I will get into Coronation Street. Who knows? The other show that I I did enjoy watching while I was having my tea is currently uh, on. Well, I was going to say on hiatus. There's no sign yet of whether it's going to come back. It doesn't sound like it is, which I think is a great shame, actually. So it's um, a show called Richard Osman's House of Games, and it's uh, it's a really fun show. It's a daily show. Uh, they, they record them all. Uh, I mean, this doesn't matter, but like I, uh, for whatever reason, I'm interested in these things. And they record all of the episodes in one day, which is quite a feat. Like, it sounds like, oh, that's only five hours work, but actually, like, when you've got to be on and energetic, uh, you know, half an hour, that's two two and a half hours, um, but spread out. And you, you're not only having to be on as a as an energetic, you know, t- it's all like uh, minor celebrities who, who do the show. Um, but you're also, you know, you are quizzing. You are actually trying to quiz and trying to win things and stuff. Um, but also be engaging and 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 you know that that particular uh effervescent personality um so yeah it 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 i imagine you probably finish a filming day and you're like oh i feel like i've done a whole hour's work and really realistically what you've done is like an afternoon um but yeah i mean i it, it, you know i i can't imagine they just do them in two and a half hours it's got to take most of a day uh, there's not a lot of editing in that show, though. I, I, like they, I think his. So Richard Osman is the guy who runs the production company, and um, he invented. He's he's been a an inventor of of shows, a show creator, uh, and sort of managed to to become uh, somewhat of a, of a celebrity in his own right because he put himself in as a sort of a co-host, like a fact checker, if you like, for a show called Pointless, which he also created. Which is something like I don't know, uh, fourteen years old, something like that. I first started watching that in two thousand and ten, I think, and it had been going for a while since then. Um, and yeah, so Richard Osman created that, and he's like, a, so it's presented by Alexander Armstrong, but Richard Osman sits at a desk and does, um, uh, he yeah, he sort of does like he will read the facts and he he will read, you know, when there's extra detail to be given, he will do that stuff. Um, and, uh, and it's, yeah. And, and so because he's become through that, you know, he's, he's become a bit of a thing. Uh, he then was able to pitch a show that he presented himself. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that's the way the arc worked, uh, which is called house of games. And I started watching that around this time last year when I went to, went for my little holiday in, uh, in Cornwall, I started watching it and, and enjoyed it. Uh, and then came back and I was like, right, I'm into it. And then I managed one or two series. And then it seems like it's done. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's coming back, which to me seems a very great shame because that can't be an expensive show to make. Um, it, it doesn't look cheap, but it's like, you know, like I said, he's. I think he's very efficient. Um, the show is very efficient. It's very much on rails. You know, uh, you can see that how, how heavily temp, um, templated templated it is. When they'll do a thing where, like, you know, they'll, they'll they show the scores at the end of each round, which I think is a bit excessive. It's padding a little bit. You don't need to do that, but that's fine. Um, but they'll still show it 
if there is no change. You know, there's no score change, but they go through exactly the same, all the animations, because it's basically it's just all on rails. And that's just a a cheaper way of being able to produce the show because I, I, I imagine it just cuts down on editing time. I don't think there's a lot of editing uh, in the show. Uh, it just runs really well and really smoothly because everybody's a professional, but there's just these aspects, these moments where you see, yeah, you're sort of greasing the wheels a little bit there. And like, you could absolutely have cut that because we didn't need to see that, but I get it. The show's on a template and that makes it a bit easier to produce. Um, you know, which whether that saves the license fee, license fee payers a bit of money or whether that puts more money in Richard Osman's pocket. I don't know. Weirdly, he's now become, because he's a celebrity, he's now, uh, I will start that again because that that was a mush of a sentence. Because he's a celebrity, he is now allowed to become a children's author, a published children's author. I mean, anyone could become a children's author, but only celebrities can be published. Um, and, and so he's, because he's a celebrity, he's now, oh, sorry, not children's author, just a, just a book author. Um, that's pretty much still the case now, right? If you can, you can self-publish or you can be a celebrity and get published. That's sort of the way it works. Um, and it works doubly for, for kids' books. Um, nothing to do with the fact that I happen to have written a kid's book, and you know. <laughs> Although I haven't sought publication. Uh, yeah, um, and, and it wasn't very good. That's the, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I wanted to like it because I like Richard Osman, and he and I share uh, an eye condition, <laughs> which is fun. Um, but, it, yeah, the Thursday Murder Club... Uh, which I started listening to, was it earlier this year or late last year? Uh, and it wasn't very good. Um, yeah, it was just bland and boring. And yet, Stephen, uh, uh, thing, Spielberg, <laughs> Stephen Spielberg is making a film out of it. I, okay. I mean, it's, I mean, it's fine and it will work as a film because it's, light enough that there's not too much content you know because that's often the thing with books is like you have to remove a lot of stuff to make it book shaped you know i was talking yesterday yammering on about my my trilogy the uh girl with dragon tattoo and that first film it was still a long film but they cut a lot out of it and disappointingly with that one they never made a sequel the, the swedish ones did they they did all three but my understanding is two and three were sort of made for TV films and not, and not particularly high budget. Uh, but the first one I did watch, I watched the Fincher one first, and then I did I did watch the uh, the uh, original or the you know the the Swedish one because I heard about them because I heard about the book because of a film. So there's a film that came out called The Girl with the Drunken Tattoo uh, in Swedish, and it was shown at this. Um, arts center that i was building a website for as part of my day job and so that's the route i went down and then when i went i was going on holiday to florida in 2010 um i was scanning audible for books that i could listen to on the plane and i saw i must have just seen the name i don't i don't know if i searched for it by name i don't know if i knew, knew it was a book yet but I, I i maybe i just saw it and i thought okay i'll take a punt then this sounds interesting really didn't know anything about it and and hit you know got on the plane and and hit play and was like oh no this guy's got a swedish voice this is gonna 
Because <laughs> I was a little bit like that back then. Genuinely, I was like, oh, this is foreign. It's going to be foreign pronunciations of names and it's going to grate on me. Not because I don't like foreign people, but just because I'm weird like that. Uh, and it was distracting or whatever. Um, obviously, you know, obvious nonsense. Um, well, no, you know, I'll, 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 you know, whatever. It's fine. It's, you know, as we said yesterday, but it's okay. Um, and I sort of stuck with it because it's real dense. It's a real dense book. Um, and there's a lot where nothing happens. And, and what I then discovered is for me that is a virtue because i like the way that, that stig larson wrote and developed these characters and i also really liked um saul ranklin who did uh the narration for for the three books i really liked what he did with them and and he was consistent with the, the characters um and 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 did a really good job um but i, I yeah I, I kind of had to stick with it for a while because it just you know, I don't know what all this stuff is. And and then there was a moment that happens in the story, a sort of big pivotal scene, which is fairly early on in the development of the story. Um, and, and sort of introduces you really to this, to this character of Lisbeth. Um, this, this thing happens. Uh, and I was on a beach listening to it, sort of doing a bit of a sunbathe. Is it St. Pete's beach or was it another beach? Don't remember. Um, and yeah, it was at that moment I was like, "Oh, okay, I think I'm in." Wow, right, this is interesting. And then uh, over the course of the next two weeks, whenever there was downtime, uh, I would I would be listening to it. And then what ended up happening is we were. So you may remember in 2010 there was the Icelandic volcano. Uh, that erupted and spewed a bunch of molten ash into the sky and grounded a bunch of planes for days. Uh, for us, that was two weeks. So we were stuck, quote-unquote, in Florida. And, um, you know, the, sort of the, the long and short of it is we were very lucky that the, per, the people who owned the villa uh, where we were staying... Um, let us stay for a bit longer and they even gave us access to like there was this private pool that you could drive to in this little secluded area uh i mean this all sounds very very bougie and i guess i guess it was um i was extremely privileged to have this holiday and and um yeah um but they you know we were we were given the use of this pool which you know me my brother and my dad would go and swim in each morning to sort of get a bit of get a bit of movement going, uh, but I didn't have the paid leave, so I was I, I was working, um, which was fun, and um, that was one of those moments actually, one of those times where you sort of look at where your where where your own needs and your inability to read the room or sort of look at other, I'm saying your, but ones, um, you know, if, 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 if one is given to a particular, uh, whatever, um, it, sort of a lack of self knowledge and a lack of a few things like I'm very, I'm very good at seeing problems, not always very good at sort of seeing, well, I've got to work. 
and there's a couple of ways of looking at this. Like I was getting up early in the morning uh, so that I could sort of be online with 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 the with the guys back at the office because uh, you know I brought my MacBook Pro with me, my lovely MacBook Pro, which I I it was possibly my favourite Mac. I'd really liked that machine. Um, and it was just a really good workhorse of a of a computer. I'd bought it not long. I think I might even have bought it sort of for the trip actually because i think I, I wanted an ipad i wanted to take an ipad but i um they weren't out yet or maybe they were and i just i don't i don't know what it was um but i yeah and i and i i it was lovely it was one of those with the it was a silver uh, macbook but with the black keyboard and it just looked just looked great with that keyboard it just looked lovely and then it just worked really well it was a really good sort of powerful machine. It was still only like the base of the, of the, uh, of, of the line, but it was great. Um, I, I kind of wish I wasn't so, I don't know, back then I just, I had these hankerings for technology and these, I would get it in my head and I just really want certain pieces of tech. And I think I'm, I'm a little bit better at that now. Like the, um, I've grown up basically. Uh, you know the the iPhone came out today. Oh, it was you know, pre-orders were open today, and I haven't pre-ordered one because I'll be able to afford it in probably a month. But that wouldn't be prudent, you know. Yeah, I could move things around, but you know why? For the sake of getting a new shiny next week, when I won't even be able to uh, actually pick it up. Uh, oh, sorry, you know, for, for it to be delivered because I'll be in a field. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but no, I think that, that sort of thing I was I was sort of getting into about, like, your own needs. I think, you know, you, you can look at this and go, oh, it, it, woe is me. Um, I've got to work um, while I'm in this, as I described it then, sunny Floridian hellhole. Um, or you can look at this and go, well, I'm working but from a an absolutely I'm working from a holiday villa how cool is this you know what i mean rather than i have to work and i'm in this place and you know yeah there were there were moments where they would go off and do the the, the family this was would go off and do fun adventure things and go to theme parks but if i'm honest like i don't cuz you know i'd had a full holiday so i i definitely didn't feel like i was really missing out on that much uh, but then, you know, I'd finish my day, they'd come back and, and we'd go off into the evening and do something. So it was, you know, it was a it was a pretty good deal. Um and then and then yeah, we 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 flew back on uh, you know, a mostly empty plane. I got a whole row to myself. Uh and it's probably the first time I did anything close to sleeping on a plane because I was able to be vertical uh, 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 horizontal. Um and I listened to I, I was probably about halfway through uh the second book by then because i'd i'd uh, i'd downloaded the second one um in fact god i just remembered i think we might have i might have downloaded the second book before our official holiday ended because we were nabbing someone else's wi-fi we managed to we were just um scraping you know like i we i, I sat somewhere where it just so happened that the neighbor the neighbor's Wi-Fi was was sort of accessible and, and wasn't password protected. Um, and then when the 
when it when it became clear that we were going to be staying for a couple of weeks and I had to work, um, we went and got a Verizon uh, like dongle thing with a SIM card, um, you know, like a prepaid whatever. I don't know if I ever got that money back from. Well, I don't know who I would get it back from. Probably from work. But anyway, yeah. And there's a whole thing there about, you know, the rest of my family, or certainly uh, a few of them would have had to have worked, but they didn't stress about it because they were in the kinds of jobs where it's like there's an infrastructure or there's a or whatever. And I've never really worked for those kinds of companies. Uh, well, you know, we're not talking, we're talking institutions um, where... Yeah, it, it, it sort of somehow it just it gets worked out or it's like, well, you can't work, so you can't work. Uh, and maybe you have to figure out how to get the time back or maybe there's an insurance thing or whatever. Like, um, But ultimately, you don't have the option to work, so you may as well not worry about it. Worse comes to it, you've lost some um, uh, holiday privileges and and maybe you've used up more time than you were allotted and you know and you can work that out later but it's like you're not you're not in a position where you are expected to be able to work from home that hadn't been invented yet for most people um and given the type of work that my family was doing it's like yeah that that's not that's that's not a thing uh that that you could do um whereas the job i had i absolutely could have done now I could have been the type of person who says, no, I can't work. Um, but I knew that we had projects that had to be done and various things. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Enneagram 9, which means I'm a people pleaser, basically. And it, it, it didn't really occur to me to... And I, I think I, I would have struggled to have been that dishonest to, to cop an extra two weeks and not do any work. Um, so, you know, there was maybe a teeny bit of resentment or whatever, but like at the end of the day, I don't know if I'd have enjoyed myself thoroughly knowing that's like, I, I could like, I could make this work. I absolutely could work. Um, and, you know, it's what happens when you're in a small company and, but that can happen in all sorts of places. Anyway, listen, it's Friday and we are done. That is our time. And I've, I've appreciated being able to uh, to have a chat with you. So I think uh, what we're going to do is we've got... So after this, this is episode 48, we've got two more to do, so we'll do Monday, Tuesday, and then I think we will uh, we'll call it, because uh, I think at, at the moment it's like... Um, yeah, I, I sort of I know I think I know where we I know where we stand, um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, you know if there's if there's other things that we can do if there's other ways that we can make this work or you know shorter episodes or less frequent or whatever then that's cool. Um, you know me, I can sit and have a chat with you every day of the week, but I don't get the sense that it's actually filling a void at the moment. Um, so. You know, that's that's half an hour I can spend going for a walk or, you know, being being healthy uh, and making healthy decisions, <laughs> which I, I plan to do very shortly. Um, if it doesn't get too dark by the time I finish this, I'd like to go for a walk. Uh, but yeah, I hope I hope you I hope you dig it. I think, you know, we'll, we'll get to 50 and I think, well, that'll be that'll be a nice uh, there'll be a nice number. And then uh, and then we'll see. Um, 
I don't know. If, yeah, it's it's been a while since I've, I've reached 50 of anything, so that's what happens when you do a daily show. But, uh, yeah. Um, I still like the daily format, and I still I still think I, I, I'd like to do something that, that doesn't require huge amounts of prep, but that is also useful. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I have no real interest. And that's that's what you're sort of hearing here, is the lack of interest in just doing a vanity podcast, um, which I, I kind of think that's what I am doing. Um, so yeah. All right. Um, well, listen, thank you again. And, uh, I will, I will finish us off by reminding us, reminding you, well, firstly, wishing that you have a wonderful weekend and reminding you that as long as you can hear me, you exist. And because you exist, you're entitled to love and to be free from pain. You are connected. You are wanted. You are safe and you are welcome.